Counselor Accents Podcast. Two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have seven accents too. Bless their hearts. I'm Laura Rankhorn and I'm Kim Crumbly. And together we are Counselor Accents, two school counselors who are in the trenches with you. We know what you're going through because we're living it every single day. And we are together. We are together. And if you hear the geese in the background, you can guess that we are outdoors, which is not Laura's favorite place. But it's a screened-in porch. I drug her out here under the screened-in porch. I can handle a screened-in porch. Hmm. No wildlife can attack me here. You're safe. I'm safe. You're safe here. But it, we're on the lake. It's gorgeous. We're uh, relaxing, as we hope some of you get to every now and again, because yeah. boy educators deserve to rest. So true. So, Laura, we are going to talk about something today that I am super excited about. You don't have a funny story? Uh, I am not a puppet that you can <laughs> drag a You funny love to entertain, though. I will say. Wheel. I will say. Sometimes they're serious, Kim. Every now and then. I will say that the other day, I got so irritated with your entertaining. Talk to me. Well, I had, first time hearing of this. I had to meet you in the morning. I was bringing biscuits <laughs> to your school staff, and you had because I make you do all all my work. And it has been such a stressful time in my life these past couple of weeks. And so I had to take my daughter to school. So I was already running behind for my own job. And you said, "Hey, would you stop by the store and get me some biscuits?" Just on and get me some biscuits. And so I picked up your biscuits, and you called me. When I was on my way, I was close by and you said, you're still not here. I thought you may have had ran upon an accident. I hear that now. I know that it was for my safety now, but I heard it as, what are you doing? Just my teachers need biscuits. And then you flew around. I told you. you like s- your hair was on fire. You said, pull in up here. Don't even come through the car line. Just pull in up front. So I did, and I tried calling you. I could see you ending the call every time. Oh, the, I didn't you know that. You had your phone flailing, and you had said, just call me when you get here, but your arms were I was were in flailing. the middle of a story. You were entertaining. There was a crowd that had gathered around Which you. Which is my favorite. Yes. I knew you, you get you a were crowd around me, and I'm gone. Yeah. You can't stop me. There are things that I say later that I regret. And I was trying to call you to come get your biscuits out of my car. It was, it was, you were tense. I could tell you were tense, and then I regretted all entertaining I had done henceforth. <laughs> and I do appreciate what a good friend that will swing by and get your biscuits because you were going by the said biscuit place. So you picked yes. them up for me, and it made you like for work. But so I, I will write you a tardy note if I need you. to. Thank you. Mm-hmm. My principal is very understanding. She wants to come on the podcast, but oh, really? She really does. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a hoot. She is a hoot. So I don't mind. It's that would like be working funny. with you every day. She's so like you get a double dip. Yeah. If you're trying to make me jealous right now, it's working. it's working. Let me say this. She throws as many insults to me as you do. And it's my love language. So you're so in love works. all the way around. Yes. So I can tell when you're angry at me when you start saying words like, please, or <laughs> thank you. When you're being overly mannerly, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, dang, she hormonal, she mm-hmm. ill. 
I give you a little space then. Thank you. So now I would like to be grown up and talk okay. about a grown up subject matter dear okay. and near to my heart. So we are entering the season, if you will, of uh, all the things that come down for t- for school counselors. I would like to ask, when is the season where things don't come? I uh, hear what you're saying, but honey, buckle up. Yeah, you're right. Buckle up, buttercup. For those of us who do testing, it is go time really now. And it, we even though it's like after Christmas, whew, yeah, it's over. We're basically and, on the beach, but for Christmas, <laughs> for, uh, for summer. So not quite there yet, but we're getting there. But first, we're going to have to do you know wrap up our five hundred fours. We're going to have to do our testing, uh, student behaviors. Sometimes they get spring fever and all the things that we have to get turned in. And it, you know, mm-hmm. it's fixing to get real up in here. It is. You're okay? right. So we, I had asked you if I could kind of uh, come up with a little title for this. Uh-huh. And it is too many tasks and not enough time to do those tasks leads to the road of. Okay. And now I'm going to talk about what leads to the road of. Okay. But we're not going to hang out there. We're going to talk about what we can do. Okay. okay. All right. So first of all, it leads to the road of hopelessness. So if we are, if we have to be tasked on our plate, what happens is we begin to, that overwhelmed feeling uh, begins to feel, well, it's all, it's just hopeless. It's too I much. will never yeah. be able to get this done. It's hopeless. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? I do statement? agree with that. Yes. Okay. So number two, what does it lead to? It leads to shutdown mode. And I feel this so strongly because, you know, sometimes when you have so many, so many tasks to do, so many things, you don't know where to start. So you just don't start. Uh, that's when you get on TikTok and you're just flailing through the video. And our dear friend, Joy Winchester, who has been on our podcast several times and now as a coworker of ours, due to, we would, we were obsessed with her and we yes. uh, hunted her down from her nice cushy job and brought her into the trenches. Into the trenches with us. But she really transformed my past few days because um, when she came and met at my school a couple of weeks ago, she talked about this shutdown mode. When you're oh, really? so overwhelmed with tasks that you can't even get out of bed. So you sit and scroll on Facebook or on TikTok. You watch those videos and get those dopamine hits, as she calls them. Yes, that's because true. Because it's easier to do that than it is to actually get started on these overwhelming tasks that you don't know what to do. And so I have just started not picking up my phone first thing in the morning, just getting out of bed and it's just get going. Mm -hmm. Okay. Change some things. I love that. And uh, we know shutdown mode because think about when we, I know we've had conferences and we need to get be in our hotel oh. room, getting ready the next day. But where are and we? And what we call we call it Burlington. I've never been into a Burlington store until you showed me. No, it was you. I've never been in a Burlington. Are you serious? This whole time I thought that you had were a Burlington shop. No, okay. I've not been in one since 1987. When it was heyday. Yes. And so we were out shopping and we landed in front of one and you said, you want to go in here? And I was like, instead of going to the hotel and working? Yeah, of course I do. 
So we went in there and oh boy, we never pass the Burlington now. And it's our, just, and that can be, that, there's, there's the thing about Burlington. Either they are fabulous or they are like crappy. I mean, you go in and it's, you know, you're like, uh, they've not had anything new in here since 1920. Our buck 50 for a Calvin Klein jacket. I don't know. Yeah. It's and crazy. Do you remember our sweet friend Fondra sent us that <gasps> gift card? Oh. Fondra. She knows how much we love Burlington. And so she That's sent us. We've talked about it on our podcast. Yep. She sent us that uh, gift card to Burlington. Oh I, know. I don't know if I ever thanked her. And that's so not a Southern thing to do. Or anybody. I think I don't, we did thank her. But I don't know that I hand wrote her a note, which is what I would normally do. Okay. So Fondra, we may handwrite you a note. We may not. But this may be your handwritten <laughs> note. So please listen. If you hear the geese from time to time. I don't know what's happening. It has been this way since we've been here. It's like we originally thought it was mating season, but you but actually we thought it was today. ducks. It, it's geese. These are not ducks. I knew that it was geese. I didn't correct you. I knew that it was geese due to the long necks. Back on our we just Burlington. The next thing I'd like to talk about that happens when there's not enough time and too many tasks, it leads to anger, bitterness, and frustration. Ooh. That's your number one one probably right there for folks. I think when teachers or educators or school counselors have too many tasks mm-hmm. and not enough time, it, they just sometimes can just, that frustration leads to anger, which leads to bitterness. Well, and I can see where you've got your checkoff list as an educator. You've got things that have to get accomplished. And I don't know about you, but it feels like I add a whole lot of things to that checkoff list. And I don't, I check off some things, but for every one thing I check off, I add two more. And so I can see where that cycle, you could start to feel very frustrated. And so we're going to talk about like solutions to these and just, just a bit. So self-depletion. Self-depletion, just too many tasks, and the person that uh, feels... I'm not recording. Yes, I am. I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. The the Please leave that in there. I'm not. Please leave that in there. Yes, you are. That is hilarious in our lives because that goes right along with what we're talking about. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so uh, self-depletion, where, where you're just absolutely, there's nothing left of you, so you're no good to anybody. You know, so that's one of the things it's going to lead to. And the fifth thing is just burnout I am done I, there's self-depletion there's anger there's bitterness I'm shut down and I'm burnt out and I'm out of here mm-hmm. drop the mic mm-hmm. so these are these are real things that we're seeing every day uh, in education and with educators so let's talk about some things that have worked for us we certainly don't have all the answers and these certainly happen to us all the time uh, but one of the things that uh is to set your time. And so I realized, and I have it up big and bold in my office, uh, right on the wall so that I can look at it. I put it there on purpose because it's not on my computer. It's on the wall. It's it's written up on the wall so I can see it so others can see it too. So I may not get anything done, but I know that on Mondays, I am going to have group. No matter what, I've got that on there that's going to happen if nothing else gets to happen today on uh, Tuesdays is data I'm going to look at data that is important to me and if I don't set a time it's not going to happen so every day I will meet with kids first thing first thing in the mornings I'm going to be in a classroom and that what didn't work well with a lot of my teachers 
But I told him, if you don't get me first thing in the morning, you might not get me. It's best to get me in the morning because things happen. Yep. So that has worked out really well. And then after I've met with whatever classes, then I'm back in my room and whatever is on my board. If If I'm working on, I have to do 504. I have to do the special ed referrals. That's part of a non-school counseling task that I have been tasked to do. So I have a set a time every week that there's a portion of that day. Since I have done that, I have felt more in control. So if I don't get anything else done, that is very important that I get those two things I've written down for every single day. Well, it's very valuable. And you know, talk about a dopamine hit. It does feel good to check something it off does. your list and it feel does. like you've accomplished something. And if I may, to take this setting your time and give yet another practical way to use that I strategy. I can barely hear you for the piece, but keep talking. Um, we do this whenever we're working together. We literally set a timer. We give ourselves 30 minutes to work on a certain project or whatever we're working on at that time. We're intentional. Yes, we're intentional. So for those 30 minutes, we try not to squirrel and we try not to um, go work on something else, but to really focus that time on that task that we're working on. So I do this during the workday too sometimes. If I know I need to write a 504 or if I know that I need to look at testing material or whatever it is that we're doing during this season, then I will set my phone, give myself 20 minutes and then do that task. All right, number two is be flexible and expect that from others. So flexibility, we always say that we are as flexible as gymnasts and you really have to be. Not literally, figuratively. Speak for yourself. Okay, I would love to do it. Do it. Do a back bend right now. I'm holding the computer. I would. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but we do have to be flexible. Things happen and just like you have your schedule up on the wall and it would not, you you would not be an effective counselor if you were so rigid that if a crisis occurred, you couldn't say, nope, I'm, if you look, you said, I'm looking at my data right now. I can't help this student in need. And that rigidity is oh, a word okay. that I may or may not have made it. I like it. But that leads to frustration too. If you, sometimes we have to go with the flow. And that, what I say, when you said, expect that from others. That is one of the things at the beginning of the school year, when I am meeting with the teachers, talking about my role as a school counselor, I tell them, because, you know, they don't know unless we tell them, it's communication is key. Mm-hmm. When I say I'm going to come into your classroom and I'm going to do a lesson, you must be flexible, as I have to be flexible. Because if a crisis happens, that's going to take precedence. And so we're upfront about that. Because I I know that there are counselors out there listening to me in rotation. We're going to talk about that also in just a second. So you may not have the flexibility even that we have to talk about, that we're talking about. Like you're already set with your schedule. Um, So we understand that. Please know that we know not every, every counselor has their own, you know, things that they are, their world that they're living in and, and how their school operates. So, well, and one of the phrases that you, have taught me is to say, I plan to come to your classroom. And then that lets them know this is on your plans, but sometimes plans change. Wording is everything. Yeah, absolutely. 
So number three is get out of your head, get this out of your head that you have to please everyone. If I could talk to my young school counselor self, I would say it is not my job to please every faculty member to make sure every student is seen Johnny on the spot. Uh, I I think that our role as school counselors, we are, and everyone else sees us also, is that emergency band-aid on everything, and we feel like that. Mm-hmm. And I have learned that I am never going to please everyone, and all that I, I do want to help and be efficient, but being efficient and running every time someone yells for me is not is not in anyone's best interest. I'm not being the best school counselor that I can be. Well, and it's not showing that you have a job to do. Like as school counselors, we have we have things that we have to get done. And if you're always available at somebody's beck and call, that's not placing value on the other things that you have to do. Does that make sense? It does. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't be a heifer. I wouldn't try to be. Uh, mm-hmm. You are sometimes, but I'm, that's a whole different podcast. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just try to be difficult, just to be difficult or to prove absolutely a point. not. Yes, but yes. you know, if you can't drop everything and take care of a situation, if it's something that can wait, then learn, have, learn have that the freedom. It can. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> advocate for your time or advocate for time. Absolutely. So a lot of the things that we are frustrating, the too many tasks that we have, um, what are you doing about that? And we know uh, I was at two schools. I was at K through uh, 12, and I had over a 1,000 students um, with another school counselor. So, but I, that was a very difficult time in my life, and it took that advocating and having other people advocate for me and data uh, to get what I needed. I, that was just too much. And and if you're doing roles that are not school counselors, you know, your principal may not even know that that is not your role. It may be just the way it's always been done. So we talk about leadership. It's in our book. It's one of my favorite chapters in the book. It's a section in our course because it is so very important. So advocate for those tasks that are school counselors tasks. Uh, and and a lot of it just comes down to communication. People don't know. Um, sometimes principals don't really know what tasks are school counselor tasks, like you were saying. And so sometimes we have to tell them. We have to help them understand. And I have had principals who've actually said to me and asked me, what is my school counselor? are supposed to do they're in a rotation because I don't know what else yeah. to do and I'm like why is that school to counselor not telling you mm-hmm. uh so a lot of times we just don't we just need to stand up because we are leaders and say this is what my data says this is where I'm best served this is how I can help the school all those things now that doesn't mean that you're going to get I'm still doing 504s guess what you know right. I am still um doing the referrals, all these things. So doing the testing, I don't, there, we're in a public school system. So there are tasks that everybody has to do that's not necessarily considered their wheelhouse. That's a good point too, because I don't know if you remember, we were speaking with a 
a leader in one of the state school counseling associations a few years ago. And he was talking about some of the counselors that were coming out of school saying, I'm not doing that. That's not a counselor duty. But you do have to, like we said at number two, be flexible. So I don't want it to sound like we're talking out of both sides of our mouth here. There are going to be things that you need to do. There's a balance. But you also do need to advocate for your time. If you're in the rotation and you don't want to be, because some people love the rotation, help your principal see what a better use of your time might be or how you could better serve students. And data speaks. Perfect. Okay. So I love this, physician heal thyself. Mm-hmm. Are you smelling my breath? Did you just reach over here? Am I close enough that you are, I felt like that was. You are very insecure about your breath. And I just want to tell you. I have been diagnosed with haliotosis. Ever since, it is a real. I want to tell you ever since you had that tooth pulled, you have not had it. Really? <laughs> that I, front tooth. That was <laughs> Okay. That's for another episode also. So. um Take a dose of our own medicine. So physician, heal thyself. Uh, we we talk to our students about the very same things that sometimes we have to remind ourselves. So what are some of those things? Well, I love helping students see the control wheel. What is within your control and what is outside of your control? And we do that and apply that to situations. Well, what about us as school counselors What or educators? What's within our control and what are things that we can't control? Just earlier, there was something that happened and you said, mm, nothing I can do about it and let it go. And I just, there's so much freedom in doing that. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes. The things that we are teaching our students are hard for us to to handle. Mm-hmm. So just, in, I, I spoke to my middle schoolers last week about self-talk, mm-hmm. like uh, even saying, I get to do this. I have the ability to do this. Uh, so, um you know, sometimes we have to look around and say, gosh, I, I'm blessed mm-hmm. to, to be able to do this. Uh, so so take some of our own advice and use it for ourselves. So what is our bonus? We gave five, but let's talk about the bonus. The bonus is do what matters the most first and stick to it. So talk to us about what that means. Well, you know, I, I think I really think that's going back to set your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is what matters most? What is the thing that you used to say? Like you have, uh, I used to do an object lesson with students. And if you put in all the, right. yes, uh, all the, well, I had like different size balls. If you put the big ones, those little ones will fall in mm-hmm. around it. But if you put the little ones in first, you can't fit the big ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really a, a great lesson for us too. But you call it something when you get done what has to be done. You have called that. It's a word. You have used it. And I'm like, she's brilliant. You may have made it up. And I just thought you were brilliant. Well, I I use the Eisenhower matrix. That's what what I'm talking talking about. about. And that's where you divide your paper into four quadrants. And it's what is urgent and important. What's urgent but not important. What's not urgent but important. And what is not urgent and not important. And so it's just a way of prioritizing and seeing where you need to focus your time. And then it helps you say, okay, if if this thing over here in this fourth quadrant doesn't get done, it's going to be okay. Um, So I use that a lot. I love that. I think it makes you sound brilliant. Thank you. I don't know if you made that up because I've never heard it. But from you, I didn't go to that college, if you will. So I think uh, if you can end your day and say, you know what? I got this done. And that feels pretty doggone good. 
yeah. I got this done. We made a difference in this one child's life. So too many tasks, not enough time. And that leads to the road of, but you know what? We've got this. There, he's, Here's some practical things that you know uh, that is going to set, you know, it's life's too short to be mm-hmm. this, to, to be frustrated or bitter or fight that burnout with these. I hope this helped. I hope so. There goes the ducks. Yeah. May I tell, we're outdoors right now, and I would like, have I shared what happened with my daughter-in-law a couple of weeks ago? Oh, my goodness. May I share it's this story? too soon, but go okay. ahead. So, my daughter-in-law and I have a love-hate relationship. Actually, I love her very much. And she hates you, so it is a love-hate. It is hate. a love-hate relationship. She's she the kind that I can knock on the door, and she'll go, Spencer, your mother's here, and I cannot deal with her, she's, which makes me laugh because it's my love language. Yes, and she's so wonderful. And she, she is wonderful. She does love you, and you love her. But uh, anyway, she was running a couple of weeks ago in our park. I did share this story on our podcast. I don't think so. And believe me, I listen believe to Believe me. Uh, I've heard your whack, stories. But anyway, she is running at our park in our little community. And no one's ever had any problem with this before. But as she's running, uh, she is knocked down by three dogs of the Rockweiler Pitbull nomenclature. Did you just say rock? Weiler. I did. Is that not the name of the it dog? It is not. Please tell me what it is. Rot. As in like garbage. Rot. I never knew that. I've always thought it was Rottweiler. It's well, Rottweiler. when you say it fast like that, you can't tell. Well, that's why I've never But I'm just next to you and I heard you with the K instead of the T. I've been corrected publicly. <laughs> so anyway, but these are that um, dog breed that really needs training and love. Well, obviously, they had neither. Mm. So they knocked her down and began to bite her. An elderly person that lived near the park uh, came out. He realized she was getting aged up by these dogs. He goes back in to get a gun. He comes back out with the gun. She has got up and is running further from him. The dogs knock her down again. So he goes back in, he calls 911 and tells them to get the police and the ambulance out there. So she gets up and she's what she's doing is running across the yard of the park, this open yard of the park, thinking if she could just get back to her car. The uh, the dogs knock her down four times, knock the breath out of her, uh, chew up her clothes. Her pants are in shreds. and um, the old man makes it out there when he cocks the gun, the dogs run. And so my son calls me and he said, I live right near the park. And he said, uh, Hannah's been bitten by a dog. So I've actually been with her when she was bit before by a dog. <laughs> so I'm just picturing, like you know, a, you're out walking and you get bit, yeah. which is not good. I had no idea she was attacked by dogs, like a pack of dogs. And so she is such a trooper. Her, uh, I get there and the ambulance had gotten there and she is bleeding my, I say like stuck pig. Goodness gracious. And so they're wrapping her up. She is not crying. She's tough. She's a tough little girl. She's a tough old bird. 
And uh, so they're putting her in and it was, and, and they were like, if y'all don't find the dogs, we're going to start rabies shots. And so we had a neighborhood hunt. Everybody's out looking for these dogs and uh, come to find out these dogs had already bitten a couple of students from the school that were high schoolers. And while this is the fun part, when they did find the dogs, uh, her dad was one of the uh, people that was out hunting for the dogs and he was bit. He was also bit right there on the spot, not like attacked like her. Uh, But yes, I had to go get her clothes and take her. I mean, they, they ripped her clothes up. I had to go get her clothes and get it to the hospital. And good news is she didn't have to do the rabies shots. So anyway, I've been calling her dog bait. Mm. It's her love language. Yeah. I guess no wonder she's dog bait. I was so afraid she'd go into some kind of trauma. Nope. Nope. I mean, she's like, well, she can still, she may later, but she can still laugh about it. I thought she's going to have dreams at night. These dogs were chasing her. But I just thought I've had dreams. I know. She told me the story. It, it has been. It rocked our little community. Yeah. It rocked. She had the paper call. Oh my! And asked to do an interview, and she, you know, you know her. She's like, nah, I ain't doing that. Where I would have oh. done the interview for her mm-hmm. and told it like it had happened to me. So I didn't know if I had shared that little story with everybody. But uh, here we are on the lake, and here comes the big speedboat. Well, I know that's when I was still living over there next to you. Because you just moved this week. Yep. And I was nervous about letting the girls go outside and play because I was closer to the park than It you. was amazing. It, it disturbed so many people. It was the only dog attack we've ever known of at the park like that. Yeah. I think there's been a few dogs on the track or whatever, and they've nothing like a dog attacked like that. And so, anywho, a little excitement in the crumbly bunch. Scary. Yeah. Well, That's my tale. If I can't be funny, I'm gonna. It's gonna be riveting. And that was it. Um, well, when you're listening to this, we will have finished up our behavior detour conference weekend. So we want to tell you about the next thing we have in the hopper, and that is our behavior detour caravan. And we are partnering with Amy Dean. You all may know her as the Behavior Queen, and she is going to be joining us for. A community of like-minded educators educators who just want to um, learn more strategies. It's almost like having your very own behavior consultant right there with you. I love that. And you will walk away with her book. You will walk away with a plan for next year. So it is strategies you can practice for this school year. But we love it that we're helping prepare for next year mm-hmm. so you'll walk away with the plan you will walk away with this is how I'm going to hit the the ground running and I loved what you just said because this time of year is so great because you still have a quarter of the year left to practice these strategies and solutions and use this on your behavior challenge situations that you have going on this year but then you're also going to be able to sit back and relax a little bit more this summer because you're templates and plans will already be in place for next year yeah so i am very excited about and we're going to do a discount for so if you know of a first year teacher or a student teacher an intern it'll be half price and we want to do this just because it's so difficult for these new teachers that are coming out of uh, college and then they hit the real world yeah you know okay 
So anything else? Um, well, like always, you can rate and review this podcast because it helps other people find us. And we do read these and they mean so much. I know Russ Sabella just reviewed our book on uh, Amazon. And how excited we, did we get when we read that? Because we call him the father of modern day school counseling. Yeah. And he is. And, and to think that he yeah. left a review on our book. Just so touching. I love him. It was wonderful. Uh, but you can find our book, Growing Your Program for School Counselors, on Amazon. You can also find our children's book, which is so much fun. Um, it's called Hygiene. And it is also on Amazon. And you can join the wait list for our program, Growing Your, uh, for our course, Growing Your Program. And we'll put all these links down in the show notes. Anything else? That's it. I think that's enough. I'm going to go join the goose. The goose or the geese? (laughs) 